Today's August 14th, 2020. You're listening to the Mass Pre-Med Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Rosie. I am your Mass Pre-Med Podcast host today. I'm a non-traditional pre-med student with about nine years experience working in healthcare as a respiratory therapist and over a decade experience being a college student. I'm here to provide you with advice and tips to help you get through your undergrad years successfully so that hopefully one day we'll both be physicians and colleagues in medicine. If there's ever anything you'd like for me to discuss or you have any questions, please send them to the MAST Premed email account, which is mastpremed at gmail.com. That's M-A-S-K-E-D, premed, at gmail.com. So today's episode is going to be all about resources. All right, so our first resource we're going to talk about is Quizlet. Uh, That's Q-U-I-Z-L-E-T, Quizlet. You've probably used it. I'm pretty sure probably even high school students use it, maybe even middle school, who knows. And these are kind of question banks that anybody can put online. And it's a good resource in that it's free and more than likely if you're taking some sort of training that multiple people have taken, the questions and answers are going to be on Quizlet. But what's not great about it is there's zero quality control. And that, of course, can be a problem when you're trying to get correct information. Maybe you're just trying to verify your answer. So you go on Quizlet and you find the same question with two different answers, you know, could be a problem. The next one is Socratic. Socratic is an app. It's uh, in the Apple Store app. I'm not sure if it works on other phones just because I am an Apple product person. (laughs) But basically when you use the Socratic app, you take a picture of a question and it does a search through multiple databases. And if it does come up on Quizlet, it will come up on the Socratic screen on the app. And it'll show you, even if that question comes up multiple times in Quizlet, it'll put them all up and it'll give you all the answers. The next app is, so Wolfram Alpha, it's W-O-L-F-R-A-M Alpha, like A-L-P-H-A. And this website, you can put in your complicated math problems into. And any time that I've tried to use it, it has worked. But I've also heard from peers that maybe it didn't work for them the way the specific way they typed it in. So um, something similar to Wolfram Alpha is called Mathway. Mathway is an app. And Mathway is M-A-T-H-W-A-Y, like all one word, no space. And the app itself is free and it's powered by Chegg. And if you, it's kind of similar to Socratic in that you take a picture of either your handwritten problem or a problem in your homework and it'll give you the answer. So you can kind of check your work with that. However, if you want to see the steps of how they worked that out and got to that problem, then you have to pay. <laughs> and then it's like a monthly subscription. My next resource is Google Scholar. So if you go to Google Scholar, it's somewhere you can look up scientific articles um, or scholarly articles. <laughs> it's in the name, right? 
so this is really great for if your college, uh, if your institution doesn't have a library with its own scholarly research database, then Google Scholar is going to be a really good resource for you. The only thing about Google Scholar is that I would say a majority of the articles on there are not for free. So what they'll do is that it, when you click on it, it'll open up and it'll have the abstract. Sometimes it'll have the abstract and maybe a little more data, but you won't get the entire article unless you pay, you know, sometimes it's like $20. Sometimes it's something crazy like $100. I would not recommend paying that. <laughs> um, from what I hear, and I've never done this myself, so I can't say if this is accurate or not, but from what I hear online, through different um, Facebook groups is that if you reach out to one of the authors of the paper, they're usually more than happy to send it to you because that amount that you're paying to view the article doesn't go to them, it goes to whoever published them. The next resource is YouTube. So YouTube can kind of be a double-edged sword similar to Quizlet in that there's not really quality control. Anybody can put up a tutorial video on doing something. Like if you've ever had a problem with your phone or like your your printer or something and you looked up a YouTube video and you saw it was like a 10 minute video from a guy with like, you know, 10 subscribers, you know, four views, you're probably not going to click on it. So... <laughs> But, you know, approach YouTube in the same way when you're using it for school. So, for example, Leah Versailles is pretty great. I have definitely watched some of her videos for organic chemistry help. Professor Dave Explains is also really good. Um, oh, I can't, I should have made a list. Maybe that will be another episode of its own, like YouTube channels, because there's, there really is a lot. The next resource is Anki, that's A-N-K-I. So Anki is kind of similar to Quizlet in that you make flashcards. Now Anki is very popular, especially with uh, medical students, and I'm going to assume probably other professional students, like law school students, and it's because they use a technique in which after you answer that flashcard, you can say whether it was like easy or difficult for you. And depending on how you answered that, it depends on the order they put the card back into the deck. So if it's something that was very challenging for you and you marked it as like difficult, then the card's gonna come up again like in a few cards. And if you said, oh, that was easy, then it goes basically to the back or close to the back of the deck. The next resource is uh, the scanner in Notepad. And so basically you're going to eventually need the capacity to do scanning on your phone, whether it's in one of your classes, especially right now with COVID-19, or maybe even like as an adult in your professional life, you want to, yes, keep important papers physical, but I really recommend if there's any kind of document that you don't want to lose to scan it and keep it in your phone or keep it in your cloud. That way you can access it anytime from anywhere. That being said, the Adobe Acrobat app is also free and you can make an account and save your documents onto the cloud of Adobe Acrobat. 
My last free resource is Facebook groups. If you join a Facebook group that says pre-meds and then all of a sudden it's like some dudes that are being really crude and sexist and weird, yeah, I'd, I'd say, you know, probably that's not a great resource. <laughs> um, I know that there are a lot of good ones though and people are generally pretty decent so i mean it's kind of common sense with that you know don't you don't want your name to be associated with people who are either racist or sexist or demeaning to other human beings so as far as paid resources go there's always getting tutors and i mentioned this last time and i will say that i have a little bit of difficulty with math and generally I will start looking for a tutor for a math class before I even start taking that math class because I know I'm going to need that resource and you know maybe you see them once a week maybe you see them once a day I mean it's really up to you and what you need and what works for you but don't wait until you failed the midterm to be like, oh, maybe I should get a tutor. You, honestly, if you think it's going to be a difficult subject for you, I would recommend looking for a tutor before the class even starts. But let's say you didn't do that. After the first exam, if, you're, if your score on the first exam was subpar to you in your opinion, you think you can do way better than that and you can afford a tutor. Because <laughs> I know that's also a thing. Uh, definitely get a tutor. So Chegg is another thing that's, it's a resource in that people will post questions and other people will go and answer the questions. Now, again, you kind of get into this a little bit of quality control issue. And the reason that it's even worse for Chegg to have the quality control issue is that it's not free. You're paying for it. You're paying a monthly subscription for it. But I at my university know of an organic chemistry professor who literally said that she has an account with Chegg and she goes and when people post organic chemistry questions from her class, she goes in and answers them incorrectly. And that way she can identify who's going on to Chegg and cheating on her, her homework assignments. So you got to be really careful with Chegg because number one, there's a quality control issue. Number two, your name is listed along with the school you go to. And if you post something that looks like an exam, technically, Chegg can report you. So you got to be really careful about scholastic dishonesty there. The next resource I have is your university's resources. So these things are generally not going to cost you any extra because they've already been taken out of your tuition and fees. And these things include tutoring programs. Sometimes it'll be like a, a, a math lab or a writing lab that you go to. You kind of have to ask around. You kind of have to find out, especially if you go to a, a big school. My school is pretty big, and my first semester there, I had no idea what my options were <laughs> at the school, and it took like a lot of me just asking around and kind of Googling it, basically, to figure out that, yes, we have a math lab, and yes we have a writing lab and we have free well air quotes free but included tutoring resources another thing you want to consider a good resource is obviously your professor and their ta 
you can always go to office hours and it, it might be limited, but number one, you're going to build that relationship because they're going to know that you're interested and, and while you're there, you can talk to them, um, not just about the subject matter, but you can talk to them about your goals and your ambitions, ask for their opinions, ask for their advice, ask them how they got to where they are. And I highly recommend because, and I only say this because I've been to office hours and I see this all the time. A student will walk in with the book open and just immediately like point at a problem and like start talking business with the professor. Look, professors are people, okay? <laughs> and, you know, they they feel good when you ask them, how are you doing? You know, did you have a nice weekend? And I'm not saying you have to make small talk. I'm not saying you have to be like, wow, it's really hot outside. Oh, Texas, you know. I'm just saying like treat them with with courtesy and respect kind of like you would any normal human being. Like, yes, you're stressed out about biochem or organic chemistry or whatever it is, but they're probably stressed out about some stuff too. So <laughs> that's my advice there. So the next resource that I want to talk about is your textbook. Me, myself, what I try to do is get my textbooks on Kindle. And I have had a few classes where people were floating around free textbooks like they just had a PDF of the textbook. And for that, I would not recommend putting it into Kindle because the functionality of the highlighting and all of that, you're not going to get that. Um, what I would recommend is someone floats you a free PDF of a textbook is put it into your Adobe Acrobat app. And if you have an account, you can, again, you can put it on your cloud on Adobe Acrobat and you can open it from laptop, tablet, or phone. Okay, so my last bit, <laughs> wow, this has run really long. My last bit of advice for resources is going to be people like your academic and pre-health advisors. With these people, you really want to make sure that you trust but verify. Because I can tell you just in my experience, I have been given wrong information, specifically by the pre-health advisor, which really sucked because it really messed up my plans. <laughs> my next resource is going to be uh, along the lines of people. You have people like Dr. Gray, who has the pre-med podcast, and Dr. Jubal, who has the Med School Insiders. So it's kind of like you can find them both on YouTube. And then additionally, Dr. Gray has a lot on uh, iTunes on the podcasts. He has like the old pre-meds and he has an MCAT podcast. All that content's really great because you're getting information and advice from real physicians who've been through the process. And maybe it's been a while, but generally they're going to be able to give you really informed advice as opposed to your academic advisor who has an undergraduate, you know, bachelor's degree in 19th century literature or something. The last resources that I want to mention are going to be whatever sites you're going to be using to apply to medical school, whether you're a Texas resident like me and you're doing a TMDSAS 
or you're going to use AMCAS or Comus for the rest of the country for MDNDO, look at their website. They have a ton of information. Oh, and the AAMC too, which like they're the AMCAT people. So much information. It's it's almost overwhelming. <laughs> but I highly recommend you download, like they'll have like, um, like handbooks or something where it's basically like every piece of information you could possibly want to know about the process and the amount of characters you're going to have to write and everything you'll have to disclose. Look at that stuff. Be very cognizant of your timeline tables, especially if you're a non-traditional student like me. And I say this because this, this is specifically that information that I got wrong from my pre-health advisor is he made it sound like I had all the time in the world. <laughs> He's like, oh, don't even, you know, you don't have to start worrying about that yet. Like the MCAT is so far away. It's like a distant dream, you know? And it turns out it's actually going to be next year. I'm so sorry this ran longer than usual, but I wanted to make sure that I provided you with a full list of resources. If you have any additional resources that you want to share with me and I can share in a future episode, please send them to mastpremed at gmail.com. That's M-A-S-K-E-D, premed at gmail.com. And thanks again for joining me today. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and please take care of yourself. See you next week. (laughs) 